Yeah, I think we're deep in the in the pre-roll here, dude. I think we're living in it. Oh, okay. Do you reckon you can get pre-roll sushi? Yes. Of Thomas, course you can. I guarantee you've bought pre-rolls. What the fuck kind of comment was that, about, Thomas? No. I think it's no, 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 about no, no, the no, only no, way no, you no, can no, buy sushi. No. No, 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 no. As in, it hasn't been rolled yet. Oh, so you just mean fish and rice. But, like, ready to sushi. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say yes to that too, actually. Yeah, probably. So that you can take it home and decide whether you want to cut it up with a knife and fork like a fucking psychopath, or whether you want to roll it into a cylinder and just shelve it. Yeah, that would be... (laughs) (laughs) I got you all! (laughs) Man, that really did come out of nowhere. You really got me pretty good. Coldy for you, mate. <laughs> right there. Oh I did not God. see that particular <laughs> one coming. Oh, you're a lunatic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. The audacity to, like, call someone else a psychopath. Like, I can't believe it. <laughs> this is a tale of a strange and dangerous world a world known as Carthus. This is an adventure full of magic, hardship, and ale. This is a tale about a world at war and the people who are forced to endure it. From the wounds of battle come three unlikely partners trying to make sense of something much larger than themselves. But more than any of that, this is a story about how to win loot and influence dragons. Back to How to Win Loot and Influence Dragons, a D&D 5e actual play for Curio. This time I read the intro without fucking it up, because I'm your clean and pristine dungeon master, Ben McAllister. I'm your dungeon dice collecting friend, Jackson Yusuf. Oh, is that an aspect of your personality I wasn't aware of, that you like collecting dungeon dice? Yeah, 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 it's what I call uh, skeletons. I call them dungeon dice. <laughs> what? Okay, we won't we won't go into that too much further because I've got a, a few other dungeon dwelling uh, friends or foes. I'm not sure yet; they haven't introduced themselves to me. Future dungeon dice. <laughs> <laughs> and and who who are they? Those specific ones. Well, in contrast to our clean and pristine dungeon master, I am dirty in fact, flirty. Your. <laughs> <sighs> How does that song go? Took the words right out of my mouth. Were you going to say dirty flirty? No, I was going to say dusty and dirty. Yeah, but mine's funnier. So go on and finish introducing yourself. You know what? Don't, you coward. I'm your fucking sushi roll shelving dinosaur. Go on, introduce yourself, young lady. I'm your Dungeons and Dinosaurs girl, Grace Chapman. Oh, Dungeons and Dinosaurs. I love it. You know the stat blocks for Tyrannosaurus Rex in the Monster Manual somewhere? It honestly sickens me. I hate that dinosaurs are in the Monster Manual. Why? Because dinosaurs would never be monsters. They're only friends. As funny as that is, there's lots of, like, good line things in the monster manual. I'm... What can I say? I'm a closed-minded motherfucker, and if it doesn't even remotely sound like Tolkien would have fucked with it, I'm not sure I want to fuck with it. Oh, he's such a pleb. (laughs) (laughs) Is that your review of the stat block for the Plebiosaurus? (laughs) Hey, are we talking about the dinosaur or me? (laughs) 
So, now that we've all learned a little more about each other, this is the first time I've met any of you, uh, so it's nice to do a little meet and greet, why don't we forge ahead with our podcast after a little bit of a recap? When we last left our heroes, they had concluded their long-awaited discussions with Alvar in Analor, where they'd learned a great many things about the Cine and the various factions involved in the pursuit of the pieces that they left behind. Upon learning that the king's forces were responsible for the attack on the monastery where he grew up, Jody had disappeared into the tunnels. The party caught up with him, but not before he located a Cine obelisk, allowing the party access to the web. The group discussed their options, and, after debriefing Elena, they decided that it was in everyone's best interest for Jody to return to his monastery, Espera, in order to confront his past. They travelled through the web, and emerged back into the material plane via another obelisk, and found themselves in an unknown location. They made their way up a mysterious staircase before finding themselves face to face with what they least expected. A dinner party. That brings us to right now. Hey, do you, so do you guys remember what happened? Yeah, I just listened to I it. remember I just fell in love. Yeah. In a hopeless place. We found love in a hopeless place. Okay. Whoa, you know that Rihanna song, dude. I thought it was going to be like, We found love, <laughs> love, 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 You know why I got away with it? It's because when I, as I was singing it, I didn't realize it was Rihanna. Yeah, nice. Because <laughs> yeah. if my brain knows I'm singing Rihanna, it just swaps track to work, 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 no matter right. what I'm trying to sing. <laughs> like a Schrodinger just, sort of Rihanna sort of Yeah, Schrodinger's yeah. Rihanna. Ridiculous. Rihanna. So, yes, you guys have just played a very spooky prank on this group of uh, partygoers, and now Duncan is grappling with a sort of rather wide-shouldered dwarf woman uh, who was the first around the corner of this staircase. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say let's roll initiative at this point. It's uh, 13 for your boy. Unlucky 13. Oh, fuck. I got lucky 7. 12. Oh. Lucky 12. When I say I got lucky 7, it's important to note that it's actually 9 with my modifier. That is important to note. Thank you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> telling me that. that is very important. It's like the key, not, the key it's mechanic. the same as 7. The number that I needed to know was 9. <laughs> so yes, we've got those initiatives if we uh, get there. But for now, uh, we're not going to jump into that order just yet. Because the first thing that happens is this woman that Duncan has grabbed calls out, Who are you and what are you all doing down here? In that same husky voice that Drazilia was mimicking before. Drazilia says, This like crazy mimic just ran down the stairs. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Go ahead and make a deception check for me, please. (laughs) It never crossed my mind that this could get better. Uh, 16. So the... (laughs) Okay. Um... Okay, okay. The two guys who are standing behind this woman and another woman wearing the similar armor and the woman herself are all convinced they buy it. And they're basically like, the, the guy behind her is like, what? What are you talking about? Uh, we, we gotta get him. The, these two guys start like, you know, moving down the stairs past them. But the, then you hear these other voices from up the stairs further around the corner. One of them says, wait a minute. Sorry. No, that, 
That doesn't make any sense. Who are you guys and what are you doing here? Not where's the mimic? There are a lot of swords drawn at this point, and I'm going to say that these these two, these three people who are behind the woman who's being grappled are like trying to sort of bustle past you guys down the stairs, but it's a narrow staircase, so they haven't like got past you yet. The one you're grappling can't, unless you let go of them. <laughs> I think that the other voice from the top of the stairs is, yeah, why don't we slow the fuck down? Uh, in fact, I'm going to need you to yeah, answer that pretty quickly or things are going to get nasty here. Who are you? What are you doing here? Did you want us to slow down or, f- or speed up? I, is it, which one do you, do you want us to answer quickly or slow down? I... S- slow down with the going down the stairs further towards the mimic that doesn't exist. Speed up with the answering my questions. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm momentarily um, uh, miscommunication there. I had, um, uh, we are, uh, the, we, um, were <clears throat> uh, <laughs> trying to, uh, escape the, um, the, 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 the mimic and uh, how did you get in here li- that's a really a, a question for the mimic I think um... <laughs> so to clarify you're trying to bluff that the mimic teleported you all in here and has run off down the stairs I think, I think that's the game plan I think yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, I'm going to say unless one of you is acting to stop them, these three people are trying to move past you further down the stairs now. No, let him go. Okay, so those those three who you convinced with your initial bluff, Brasilia, charge off down the stairs, uh, swords drawn, running down to, uh, to to try and find this mimic. And the one that you're wrestling with is like, hey, let me go, I want to go catch the mimic. And you're like grappling them. Do you let them go or what? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you let go of you let go of her, and she runs off past you as well, sword drawn. Uh, at which point, these other guys from up the stairs still yell out, um, "No, I'm still not convinced. This all sounds like bullshit to me. Guys, come back. We gotta we gotta figure out what's going on here." The the other one says, "Yeah, sorry. No, you, you you've got about three seconds to start talking some truth, or uh, things are gonna get nasty." The truth is, we we really don't really know how we got here, and we don't know where we are. Okay. At this point. <laughs> <laughs> the um, people who've run down the stairs call back up, There's nothing down here! What are you talking about? Except for that old weird pillar that we found before. Oh, shit. And a tube. <laughs> fuck yeah, never mind. They say, they say, Whoa, what the fuck's up with this crazy metal tube down here? Yeah, the mimic what? likes looking like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Don't touch it, you'll stick. <laughs> oh, this is so stupid. Um, okay, so at, at this point, uh, as this discussion's going on, these other two figures walk around, and you see that they are a man and a woman wearing no armor, but just robes, both carrying quarterstaffs. They look menacing, and they're standing sort of at the bend in the staircase now. From, from further down, you hear a couple of swords ring out as they clash into the metal tube, and then... Oh, it doesn't seem like a mimic, it seems like a metal tube, it's not responding to sword strikes. That is so strange. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, these two guys that you're talking to already didn't believe you. So they're just like, no, 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 something, something fishy's going on here. Everybody get back up here, I don't, I don't trust these people. And uh, they go from downstairs. Yeah, it really doesn't seem like a mimic. Uh, we got to get to the bottom of this. And uh, I'm going to say 
quickly enough, there's, yeah, four swords behind you guys on the stairs and these two quarterstaffs above. And then uh, the guy at the top who's been talking to you says, why don't you uh, come up into the hall here and, and let's talk about what's really going on. I mean, honestly, I think that's kind of what we were after anyway. <laughs> that, that, that sounds actually quite, quite nice. Do you have anything to eat? It was actually, um, we, we haven't eaten in a while. Is that possible? Without answering your question, someone pushes you sort of not too roughly from behind and like, like, you know, get up, get up, get moving. And you guys start moving up the stairs. And before you know it, you are standing in what would probably be reminiscent to you all of like a church hall. It's sort of this large echoey space made out of stone. You have walked out from what you now see was a locked door and you appear to be like behind the altar, behind a curtain. Uh, they usher you out through the curtain and into the larger space. And Jody, you immediately recognize this room. It is the Grand Hall at Espera. Cool. So file that away. We got it in mm. mind. <laughs> yeah. Wow, damn. Good ritual, Druzzy. Yeah, and you uh, ushered out into this space where you can see that the, the, the sort of um, rows of chairs and pews that you recognise from your youth have been pushed aside, sort of roughly onto the walls, and a large banquet table has been constructed down the centre of this grand hall where this group of six people had been sitting and feasting. There's remnants of food, there's barrels of ale strewn about the walls, and just getting piled around this grand hall, there's sort of piles of, you know, miscellaneous goods, cups, plates, bowls, some weapons, some armor, a few things of more value. Looks like some plunder, perhaps. Are you guys bandits? The, the lady says, no, we're not bandits. We're the remnants of the, the clerics of Espera. We're who were left behind after the attack on the monastery all those years ago. I think J- Jody looks at them and then um, asks them, what happened to the... The holy garden, the flowers with all the, the healing ointments, and did did it? Is it still here? I've I've heard tales. Um, is this a real thing, Jackson? No, J- Jody is lying. Okay, so there is. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> cool, cool. So I was trying to figure out. Do you want me to roll, roll deception or? Yeah, please do. Oof, that is a fourteen. Uh, you get from this woman with the deep voice. It was torn out in the rain, I'm afraid. Wonderful. Uh, there was actually never a holy garden here. So, um, seriously, where are, you, where are you from and why are you here? One of the guys with the staffs responds and says, We'll be the ones asking questions here. You still haven't been forthcoming about how you got here, and frankly, you're lucky that we haven't put an end to you already. So start talking or get out of here. What do you reckon, Jody? Should we show them where the power dynamic lies? <laughs> <laughs> I think that... That might be best, Duncan. And then Jody strikes at him in the face with his staff. Nice! So the guy with the quarter staff? Okay. Uh, that works nicely because Jody holds the first in the initiative order anyway. Uh, so go ahead and make that attack roll for me. Actually, so real quick, uh, the lights just switched off. I'm just going to go switch them on. I was trying to play in the dark, but I had to keep using my, my phone for like the lights, so I'm going to go turn it on. One sec. Nice. <laughs> what kind of hobble are you living in, Jackson? He's at his Nido pod. <laughs> I love that he has a pod also. I'm in my pod. I wish I had a pod. Yeah. Sorry, that was getting untenable. How's the pod, dude? Hey, it's it's pod living, let me tell you. That's a 24. Cool, that definitely hits uh, this guy with the quarter staff. I am going to... Okay, so... Uh, so that's eight damage. Do a martial strike then, mm-hmm. um, which is a 17 to hit. Absolutely. Wonderful. That'll be... That's eight damage. Then I'm going to strike him again with the this, this staff. Oh, hell yeah. 
uh, 27 to hit. Yep. <laughs> Definitely hit. You gotta, you gotta remember this is home field advantage for Jaboy. Yeah, 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 totally. 10 damage, and then I'm gonna burn a key point. I, actually, can I, real, real quick, what's this guy looking like? Yeah, he's looking pretty, pretty woozy. Pretty woozy. Cool. Uh, and then I'm just gonna like, go for one more punch to the face. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Strike. Um, ooh, that one's only a four plus. Oh, okay. wait, sorry, four, four plus eight to so twelve. Plus eight, plus eight. Yeah, okay, yeah, well, still no, but <laughs> <laughs> that is that is a very high modifier. Fuck that plus me. eight shocks you every time. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, okay, so you you fail to basically steamroll this guy, but he's looking a very woozy. And the next person to act is Brasilia. Yeah, Josie calls out. Am I shooting to kill? <laughs> you can't not. You don't have other <laughs> options. <laughs> I could make a pretty picture on the wall. I could go invisible. Kill the ones who were taking orders. <laughs> God, ruthless. I would say try and maintain as much of the architecture as possible, but other. <laughs> Ooh, a dark side from Jody. Um, Let loose. All right, Benjamin. Yes. Paint this picture for me. Okay, so the way I see it, you guys have been marched out into the grand space. You've got four people behind you, probably in like a semicircular arc, holding what you can now see as scimitars. And you've got these two dudes in front of you carrying these quarterstaffs who are now looking quite woozy. And you guys are bunched up in the middle. I love a semicircular arch. (laughs) It's a fiver! Okay, so just going to hit those four people behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so they all need deck saves. (laughs) Thank you for some D6s. Those are very good deck saves. That is 20, a 19, a 13, and a 19. So one of them fails three pass, I think. Um, Okay, so I just have to make very good fireball rolls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fine. 33. 33, okay. So, uh, basically, these four people, uh, three of them sort of managed to dodge out of the worst of the brunt of the flames, but one of them is, like, consumed by it and takes the full the full damage. Not not dead, but, like, takes a lot of damage. Ooh, the other ones some hefty seem boys. To, yes, yeah, they are indeed. boys. That's some, um, that's some HP right there. You could um, put him on a fucking hot dog. HP sauce on a hot dog? I can't... Oh, no, it's a breakfast sauce, isn't it? Oh. Yeah. Did you know, apparently... Um, barbecue sauce is just a HP sauce and tomato sauce mixed together. Doesn't surprise That's me at all. That's not, not true. There's lots of different kinds of barbecue sauce. And, anyway. <laughs> That's what somebody told me. Listen to me. my barbecue sauce podcast. <laughs> lots of different kinds, lots of different shit goes into them. Ben, we haven't released that yeah. yet. Um, just another ad for SI. Saucy interests. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's fun. So, proceeding along, the next person to act are these four people who just got burned. Uh, (laughs) Including the woman, the broad-shouldered dwarf woman, uh, who lunges forward at DK. Okay, so first, she swipes at you twice with her scimitar. The the scimitars are a 22 and a 10. So the 22 is going to hit. And then, while you're distracted by the scimitar blow, she lashes out with her offhand and stabs you with a dagger for 23. What a piece of shit. Yeah, that's right. The scimitar strike is a paltry four damage, and the dagger is (laughs) an additional paltry four damage. So eight damage all up from from those attacks. Then the other three lunge forward. Another one of them lunges at Duncan and makes their two scimitar attacks 17 and 24. Only the 24 hits. And the dagger attack is a miss. So one more scimitar hit from another one of these people with the scimitars, and that is six damage. And then the other two lunge at my good friends, Drazilia and Jody. So, Drazi, 
Does a 13 hit you? Sure does. Okay, so one scimitar hit, the other one was an eight, and 10 for the dagger. So just one scimitar hit. So Druzzy takes seven pierce, uh, slashing damage as this scimitar rakes across her unarmored front. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with that? She's not wearing any armor. damn boob windows. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, Honestly, just the way you like hesitated, looked for words, trying to find something I wouldn't react to. Yeah, front apparently yeah, is yeah. enough, Tom. Just the word front. No, the, the pause okay. is what did it. Wonderful. So, and then the last one lunges up at Jody. Two strikes with the scimitar. That's a 24 and a 9. Well, 24. Okay. And then one strike with the dagger for 11. So just the 24 is going to hit, I imagine. And that is eight slashing damage from this scimitar. Oh, boy. That's all of them. And then it is my good son, Duncan. Time for tactics. First yeah. things first. Are they all within range of me now? Yep. I'm going to open up with an attack on the exceptionally woozy boy. Oh, yeah. Because he's going to be kind enough to go down and give me an extra attack from... He's going down, dude. From my whole cleave thing as part of the great weapon master. One swing on woozy staff boy. Yeah, woozy staff boy. Bring it on. That's a four. That's, That's not going to do it. Well, it's probably not going to do it. Do we have data on their AC, Jody? 12 didn't hit before, but everything else uh, I think, was there a 17 in there or an 18? Mm. They're not wearing armor. They're not wearing armor. It still doesn't sound too good. I am going to attack him with my extra attack. Oh, that's a two. That's not nice. I will then use my action surge. Oh, oh dearie, man. Hey. Uh, this is going to do it. Uh, 13 plus 8, that's 21 to hit. Yeah, dog, that will do it. Non-lethal, coming in hot, flat of the blade, straight non- to the... Non-lethal, all right, bring it on. 11 plus 4, we're looking Yeah, he's unconscious. 15, sweet. So then that gives me that bonus attack I was looking to... You've still got a second attack from this action surge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've got two more attacks, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will now hit the dwarf lady. Yeah, go for it, dwarf lady. Um, Because the other staff person hasn't been injured. Correct. Hit her with your charisma. (laughs) Six plus eight is 14. I'm going to use my precision maneuver on that. To turn that 14 into a 20. Does that hit her? That definitely does. Sweet. Do you reckon there's a way you so... can play charm person so that it's like charm person? <laughs> definitely. So, uh, so she takes 15, non-lethal. Okay. She's still there. You would note she is one of the ones who dodged out of the way of the fireball. Oh, there was one that didn't. Yeah, there's one that didn't. Uh, oh, anyway, with my last swing, I'm going to hit her again. Okay. That is 1826 to hit. It sure does. And that is gonna be re-rolling the two because of my dope little feature. Turns it into a one. Fucking hell. <laughs> um, <laughs> that almost so never happens. Four is eleven damage, not okay. lethal. Okay, great. She is still there. So Dunkan has managed to hit this lady a few times with his uh, wonderful, wonderful weaponry. And to clarify, of the remaining people standing, the remaining quarterstaff person is actually a lady. And then you've got, I think I said there were two dudes and another lady. So there's the dwarf lady with the scimitar and then there's two human dudes with the scimitar and there is one elf woman with the scimitar and then there's another half elf woman who's the one with the quarterstaff and mm-hmm. oh and mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll cool. say the elf woman is the one who got burned or bad by the fireball okay one of them was on less health yeah that's okay so now it's the remaining quarterstaff staff lady this uh lady extends her staff in front of her and i need you guys to take constitution saving throws for me oh, because no. a thunder wave is what happens oh no uh, okay dear 22 
11. 4. Okay, Druzzy and Jody are thrown backwards by this magical wave of thunderous force and each takes 8 bludgeoning damage. Duncan takes 4 and holds his ground. You guys fly backwards into these uh, scimitar wielding people behind you. You don't take any damage, which are now like right in the thick of them. You're right on top of them. I'm gonna get it to be Jody again. So you're now, yeah, further away from this uh, woman holding the staff. If you want to move away from the scimitar wielding people over to her, you're gonna have to take an attack opportunity. Is it at all possible I rolled straight from being like launched back into an attack? Yeah, totally. Great. Okay, I want to use the momentum of the thunder wave to like kick into one of the scimitar wielding people. <laughs> nice, nice. Anyone in particular? Describe them again so real there's quick. there's an elf woman who's the one who got burned. There's the dwarf lady who's the one that Duncan's engaged in. And then there's these two human dudes. Yeah, okay. The, the burnt the burnt, the burnt friend. <laughs> the burnt friend. Okay. So you two foot kick uh, this burnt friend. Go ahead and make a, a, an attack roll for me. Oh, hell yeah. Great. Well, that's 24 to hit. Wonderful. And... 12 damage. Nice. And then I guess I'm, I'm, I'm planning to have like landed on her torso so I can then just like lean down in front of her and then punch her. I'll see if she falls over. She definitely doesn't fall over. She like steps backwards from your kick and you land in front of her. Well, I'm, I'm going to go for another kick then. <laughs> so this is, is going to be a 15 to hit. Uh, yeah, that does it. There, there you go, Duncan. <laughs> 15. Yeah, uh, that's 10 damage. Uh, I, I think Jody managed to kick her in the head. <laughs> yeah, sure, you can kick her in the head for an additional 10 damage. Now she's just like, ah, yeah, great. fuck! And, uh, great, okay, now I want to use a star. Yeah, for, I want to try and sweep her leg. Oh, nice, go for the sweep, dude, yeah. Yeah, yeah dude, for sure. Uh, for fuck's sake, uh, 13 to hit. Unfortunately, no. Okay, well then that's, uh, that's this ball. <laughs> um, Uncharacteristically, uh, low... Oh, wait, hang on. I'll, I'll, bur I'll burn a key point and then I'll disengage to back away from them. So I'm out of, uh, striking distance. Great, 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 great. So now it's Strasilia's turn. You're standing sort of like in the thick of the scimitar-wielding boys. Because you got pushed back into them. Right. Does that make a Peter Capaldi? I am not a Doctor Who person. In the thick of it? <laughs> Oh, right, okay, yeah. Um, cool. Are all four of them still yeah, alive? Dude. Yes, all four are still alive. Uh, the one that, that Jody's just kicked is looking quite out of it, and the one that Duncan's engaged with is looking also pretty pretty heavy breathing. Is the one that Duncan's engaged with the one who I mimicked? Yes. <laughs> yeah, Don't beat up my fiancé. <laughs> <laughs> are you going to kill my fiancé? <laughs> <laughs> my stomach is making such weird noises. Yeah, that, that um, sound that it made that sounded like me laughing just now was really weird. I'm going to go for the guaranteed hit. Go for the jugular. The, <laughs> the magic missile, and I'll spend a sorcery point to twin it. Ooh, nice. So, shit, where are they going then? You've got six uh, of these boys. Yeah, so I'll send three onto Duncan's fiance. <laughs> 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 and three on two, the woozy looking. Great, 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 great. Go ahead and do them. The first three are how much? Nine. Nine on Duncan's fiance. Very good. Good lord. That was awful. Six. Six seven. minimum damage. Seven. Did you roll all no, once? I like, seven. Okay, great. So Julia puts her hands out in both directions. Three darts come out of each hand. Three smash into Duncan's fiance. Three smash into this woozy looking elf lady. And uh, neither of them fall down unconscious or dead. But they do both look pretty damaged. And then the next person, or people, to act are all four of these people. So Duncan's fiance swipes at him twice with the scimitar. You know how it is. Lovers, lovers spat. Uh, a 22 and a 17. Yeah, all right. I'll take him. Both of them? Okay. That is... No, not the 17, sorry. <laughs> I, I was thinking about the shield okay. that I had. Yeah. Okay, for the, the 17 doesn't hit you. 
<laughs> My shield, dude. Gives you plus, I think I said... Plus five. Uh, okay, well, that's eight damage from the scimitar strike that did hit you. And then the dagger strike is a critical miss. So I'm going to say she tries to stab you with the dagger, and the dagger actually breaks on, like, your belt buckle. <laughs> and, uh... She's trying to take my belt off. She's trying to stab you in the stomach. <laughs> and, uh... Yeah, now she, now she has no dagger. The two, uh, the two boys either side of Brasilia both uh, lash out at her with their scimitars. And that is... Do you mean those curvy cutters? Is that okay. what you mean? A critical miss and an 11, a 19 and a 14. 19 and 14, okay. Okay, great. So Druzzy takes 10 slashing damage, and then the dagger strikes are a 10 and a 17. So I imagine the 17's going to hit. Yeah. And that is an additional 4 damage. Dagger's my best friend. <laughs> Betrayed by your best friend, the, the humble dagger. <laughs> Guys, I'm not looking good. It's really as bad as that time my fiance tried to stab me in the belt. The last one charges up a Jody and 15 to hit, and then 24. I think the 24 will probably do it. Yep, and that's seven uh, for the scimitar, and then the dagger is another 24, so that's an additional five. Oh, terrific! This is going so well. I'm very pleased about it. How are you all doing? Points. Well, I'm on 15. Oh, like, yeah, your boy's lost like 30 hit points. Yeah, yeah cool. So, DK's doing okay? I've lost 30 over the course of this encounter as well. I'm down to 33. Oh, no. Um, okay. Good stuff. Cool, cool, cool. So, the next What person... I'm saying is I can do this all again. Next person to act is DK, Donkey Kong. And he's going to start doing it all again. I'm going to hit my fiance in the face with the flat of my blade. Nice, nice, nice. Do it. 18? Yep. You know what? You know what? No, I'm going to save that. Uh for marriage. Two to a one again. Oh, man. Eleven damage. Eleven Not damage. Oh boy, she takes that hit and she is down on one knee. <laughs> you can save it. Still, <laughs> still conscious. Damn it! <laughs> I'm gonna slap her again with the sword. Yeah, nice. That is twenty-two to hit. It does. Come on, stay down. Uh, Eleven for fifteen yeah, damage. That, that'll do it. She finally yes. drops unconscious. She slumps onto one side, generating for me an extra attack. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. Does it do it if you don't kill him? It does. Yeah, okay. I'll check. Doesn't Maybe I have to kill her right now. It does. Okay, sweet. Um, you could have made me kill my fiance though. That would have been dope. That's true. It would have been a beautiful moment. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm worried this episode's going to get grimdark enough. So. <laughs> Let's keep um, is there someone that's been targeted more? Because Jody's been hitting one. Did you hit the same one he was hitting? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Well, then I'm going to slap that elf person woman. down. I'm going to slap down the elf woman. Uh, 16, uh, 24 to hit. Yep, definitely hits. <laughs> Uh, 11, 14, do I, do I, do I, ah, oh, fuck. I'm not going to use my menace. I'm going to let that be 15 damage. Sorry, two issues, not two hit points. <laughs> oh! oh, as in before the hit? Yeah. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank goodness. Yeah, yeah. Within one round, Duncan has managed to incapacitate two women. <laughs> <laughs> did you, did you knock this woman unconscious? Or? Yeah, it's okay. all non-lethal. It's all non-lethal. Okay, so they're all just going to be killed. Drazi's going to do enough killing for all of us. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, all right, that's, that's two of them. Gonzo. Have the two guys with the staffs not taken any damage? One of the staff guys is unconscious. The other staff woman has taken no damage. And the two boys who stabbed you have only taken your fireball damage. So, with that said, it's now the staff person again. Alright, so this half-elf woman with the staff steps forward and you see as her skin takes on a pallid, firm complexion. And that's all she does. What do I know about her skin? 
It's not stone, so very little. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. So it's not stone skin. And then it's Jody's turn. So we have two scimitar boys. Yep. We have the pallid lady. Yes, and none of them have taken... Well, the two scimitar boys have taken half fireball. The pallid lady's taken no damage. Okay, and that's it? That's what's left. Is anyone in front of the, the stairs? There's like a stage and a curtain between you all and the stairs. Right, okay. Are you telling me we entered this room from the stage? Yeah. Dope. Okay, cool. Yeah, the closest scimitar guy I, I rush with my um with my stuff. Rush at him, dude. Hit him nice and good. Alright, the first one, yeah, 23 to hit. Yeah, that does it. Great. Oh fuck yeah. Uh 13 damage. Then I'm going for a martial strike. Uh-huh. That is 14 to hit. Uh no, that won't, unfortunately. That's okay. I'll use my stuff again. This one is a 20 to hit. That does it. Uh, 12 damage. Okay. And then I'm going to burn a key point. Oh, do it. To do two martial strikes. Oh, two. First one's a 15. That'll do it. Second one is a... Oh, 7 plus 8, 15 as well. Great, they both um, hit. So I'm going to say, Jody, he hits this guy with his staff, and then while he's, like, recoiled, what do you think, like, kick punch at the same time? He's making two martial strikes. What's his, what's his, what's his vibe here? Do you think he's maybe doing the ultimate punch from, um... What's that classic Andy Samberg movie? One uh, Punch Man. <laughs> 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 the, the one where he's a stuntman? Uh, hot Rod. Hot Rod, hot rod? Hot yeah. Rod? He's doing the ultimate punch from Hot Rod. <laughs> I, I'd love to, but I think Jody cares too much about how he looks. <laughs> to, like, fucking give that one a whirl. But that's an extra 20 damage as well off the What? An extra 20 from the ultimate punch? <laughs> yeah, because like it's t- two of them, and I rolled sixes for both of them, and then it's plus four on each of them. So yeah. Fuck that. Okay, max damage from. It's the an ultimate, ultimate punch, dude. <laughs> it's an ultimate punch. At least they don't call it the okay punch. Fine. Uh, yeah. Like the KO punch. Yeah, that nice, dude. The guy recoils from your ultimate punch and looks very woozy. And now it's Druzzy. So you got this one woozy boy, you got this unwoozy boy, and you've got the half elf lady with the stuff. Who's taken no damage? He's taken none at all. Bit of a long shot. Can I move in the room so that they're all in the line of fire and none of my friends are? No, you'll be able to get two of them though. If you if you move away from the scimitar boy who's engaged with you, you'll take an attack of opportunity, but you will also be able to hit two of them without hitting Jody. Um, you can hit me. Hit hit Jody. Jody's fine with it. Just go for it. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, if you um, are dude, okay, Jody. I, I'll, I'll dodge out of the way. I'll dodge out of the way. I swear it. You'll still take half. Yeah, in fact, you don't even really have to move away. You can just make the fireball like end on your person. But yeah, it will engulf Jody. Also, if if I make the save, I take zero damage. This is what way, I've been yeah. saying the whole time. Yeah, he's got I, I was like, dodge. go for it. So you gotta you gotta look at it this way. Um, the way I see it, these two dudes are standing next to each other. You're engaged with one, then Jody's engaged with the other. Yeah. You can like place the fireball in such a way that it'll hit Jody and these two boys. And not the and not lady. You. And not the lady, no. But the lady's the one. You can make a you, okay. If you want to hit the lady as well, you've also got to hit Dunkar. <laughs> The lady's the beefy one who hasn't taken any hits, right? You can hit everyone except yourself, or you can hit the two boys and Jody. Uh, I don't know. Do I? You could kill me if you hit me. Yeah. What? You roll max damage on your fireball. If she just rolls the damage she rolled last time, and I fail my save, I'll go down. Um, if I, it's like, do I take out? (laughs) I am not a particularly dexterous dude. It's an entirely plausible scenario. Should I take out the? <laughs> but w- this is the opportunity she's been waiting for. Yeah. To what for the fate of her friends? To kill her friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Benjamin, mm-hmm. I fireball Jody. Okay, great. So you fireball Jody and these two scimitar wielding boys. Uh, they're gonna make some deck saves. Jody, give me a deck save. 
Already. Does does Jazzy does Jazzy give Jody a warning like coming in hot? <laughs> I don't think so because wouldn't that give advantage to the others as well? No, I'm not saying it gives anyone advantage. I'm just wondering if Jazzy <laughs> gives him any warning. Nah. Nah. <laughs> nah. Um, yeah. That's okay because I I rolled a thirteen and I have plus seven to my dex save. Oh. Okay. Uh, so that's a tw- that's a twenty for your boy. That's a twelve and an eleven on the two boys' dex save. So I'm gonna assume they both fail. And Jody, I'm gonna say Jody like backflips out of this fire, takes no damage because Hell he's yeah, such dude. a cool cucumber. Oh. And thanks to his special feature, so cool. Yeah, it's a good job he didn't get flamed because roast cucumber is gross. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so I'm just going to say this because you rolled 8d6. The one that Jody was doing work on is dead because there's no um, no way they can avoid it. Very uh, good. And by the way, the two unconscious women that Tifa unconscious both take a death save <laughs> because they're also within the fireball. They both take a fail on their death saves. How much damage does the one that uh, didn't die take? Only 20. Okay, 20 is still quite a lot. Mm. They don't look great. And the next person to act uh, is the one remaining boy. How uh, Well, yeah, he's taken one full-strength fireball and one half-strength fireball. The one remaining boy lunges at Druzzy. And an Man, the one remaining boy is a great name for a film. The one remaining boy. It's like a knockoff <laughs> Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> the boy who lived? Yeah. Stephen, Stephen Harder, the one remaining boy. <laughs> Oh, Stephen Hodder, and the whole thing is that he's just way more physically attractive than Harry Potter. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's like Harry Potter, but instead of wearing glasses, he has a really chiseled jaw. Is he still a kid, though? Because yeah. that's fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a sexy can't teen. write a book about a child and be like, the whole thing is he's hot. Yeah, because the world sure had a hard time sexualizing Emma Watson. <laughs> yeah. So have you read any of the read any of the Cherub books? Are you kidding me? I, I haven't, actually. I don't, <laughs> They're all uh, about sexy teen spies. I love those books, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> are they specifically sexy? Not at first, but like yeah. by like book four. Yeah, but how old are they then? Like 14, probably. <laughs> are these the ones that describe sexual acts in the exact way that a teenage boy would imagine them? <laughs> you know, I don't know if the sexual acts are that explicit in the book. But there's a lot of like. But is a teenage like boy's imagination that explicit? It, like, like, really? Yeah, there's, but there's a lot of talk around sex. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's a lot of like, and then they. Yeah. Boinks. It was, it, was, it, was it was very choose your own adventure. So it's, it's, it's hard to know where the book ended and I began, you know what I mean? Okay, Druzzy, the one scimitar strike that hits you deals you an additional five slashing damage. And then the dagger. Your good friend the dagger comes through for you uh, yes. <laughs> with a miss and uh, comes through your armor for you. <laughs> uh, I have no armor. Yeah. <laughs> and then the next person to act is this pallid, strong-skinned woman who steps forward and lunges at Duncan with her magically imbued quarterstaff. Twenty-two to hit. Shield. Oh boy! He uses the shield. Okay, so what does that put Tracy up to? 24. Great, okay. Uh, so yeah, you, you press the little button on your sword and this fucking <laughs> beep, beep, uh, magical like force field shield comes out either side and catches the magically imbued quarterstaff from this magically skinned woman. And... I guess it's time for my repost maneuver. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> oh no. Roll a one. Oh boy, things are getting a little tired for you guys. I feel like you haven't been pushed this far in a fight in a while. Yeah. All right, cool. So the next person to act is Jodas. What about me? Oh, Duncan. Yeah, that's right. before this woman. I was before this woman. Yeah. Oh, that's well. okay. She didn't hit you anyway. Who's injured? The fire. There's one yeah, curvy there's a cutter left, boy right? Who took fire damage twice? And Can... then there's um this lady, the okay, half so lady. Who hasn't been hurt? So I'll attack the curvy cutter. 
the scimitar. Yeah, the Kirby Cutter. Okay. I'm going to crit him. That is a natural 20. Okay, go ahead and tell me what damage it deals. I roll that twice, right? Is yeah, that how this works? I can't play this game on this. Eight. That's six. That is 14. 14. Plus your damage. Plus four. That is 18. Nice. Nice, dude. 18 damage. 18 is a lot of damage. It's not enough to kill him, but it is a lot. But it does generate an extra attack because it's a crit. Okay, great. Is that how it works? Yeah, pretty sure. Let me check. Yeah, I get an okay. extra melee weapon attack for a crit. Yeah. Cool. So, this is my bonus one. Okay. That's 27 to hit, so don't even worry about it. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's a definite hit. I'm going to reroll this too. Ah, that's better. 15 damage. Nice, dude. You definitely knock her unconscious. No, Sweet. knock him unconscious. The scimitar Sweet. boy. So now I'm going to use my extra attack. So fucking, t- to clarify, Duncan rolls over to the scimitar boy, hits him with a fucking great sword strike so good it pierces right through his armor at the hip, and then as he recoils in pain from this really good strike, you see an opportunity to attack him again. Quickly withdraw the sword and bring it down. Is this non-lethal damage? Yes, non-lethal. Okay, okay, great. Go ahead. <laughs> He's unconscious. Cool. So now my extra attack on the Staff Lady. undamaged Staff that Lady. pallid Rigor Morti. Yeah. Rigor Mortimer. That's a crit. Oh my god! Another crit! In the same turn, no less! Hey. Oh my god. I get to reroll that one. So that's nine. Plus this eleven. That's twenty. That's twenty-four. I'm going to throw in this uh, menace damage dice for good measure. That's another four. So that's twenty-eight damage. Okay. Alright, she's still standing, but just! And now it's Jody's turn! Yeah, Jody, like, launches himself over to our remaining friend and then uh, uses his copper rod and presses that button to launch him (laughs) across the glass right into the face. He goes across the face. Okay, make that attack roll. Tell me what it is. Okay, 19 plus 8. That'll hit. 27. Is it just. Is it 2d6 plus dex? I think it'll be just 2d6. Alright. Okay, so that is uh, just seven, I'm afraid, on that one. Fortunately, seven is enough. Uh, her head rocks back, her neck snaps, and she falls to now the ben- ground. Yeah, Benjamin, that was lethal damage. Yeah, it can't so. be non-lethal damage. It's a magical <laughs> yeah. attack. So, you guys are out of combat. I'm going to say the fireball, combined with the amount of time it's been, these people are all dead. <laughs> none, of them, none of them have survived long enough to yeah. still be in it. Uh, unfortunately for y'all. Uh, so there you go. You stand in a circle of bones, and now it's time to ask these ghosts Bones? To what happened to their flesh? <laughs> oh, man. Dungeon dies. <laughs> hey it's me, just checking in here in the middle of the show. Thanks, as always, for listening. This is Chapter 24 of HWLA. Can you believe it? You all rock. Firstly, I've got a shout-out to Gracie for totally whiffing the concept of barbecue sauce. She asked me to apologise to all the sauce aficionados out there on her behalf, so sorry. Secondly, we've seen a bit of a bump in our iTunes chart position, thanks to all the ratings and reviews from you all, and we really, really appreciate that. Thank you so much. We know we can do even better, so if you haven't gone and rated or reviewed us wherever you're listening now, please give it some thought, and if you haven't shared the show with a D&D playing friend, or a fantasy-loving friend, or even just a friend you think would enjoy the show, please give that some thought as well. I also just wanted to mention quickly our other currently active curio show, Still Interested. It's a show where Jackson and I watch movies and TV that have been rebooted or remade and discuss what elements make those franchises remakeable. Then we watch the remakes and see if they delivered. Really, it's just a comedy podcast which serves as an excuse for Jacko and I to talk shit about films. Uh, We've just covered our second film in the James Bond franchise, Goldfinger, so if that sounds like your kind of thing, go check it out. It was really, really fun. That's still interesting. Anyway, go take up any more of your time. Thanks as always. Enjoy the rest of the show.
Hey, um, what, what was the thing you said, that famous line you were saying as I said their flesh? Like, stand in the something of a thousand souls and ask the ghosts if honor matters. If or honor matters, that's yeah, right, yeah. That's yeah, what yeah, I yeah. said. If um, honor matters, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stupid. Um, <laughs> hey, guys, you're out of combat, and you know what else is a thing? Is that you level up. Way! Yeah, fucking A. It's been a while since we've done that, yeah. so you guys. Bing! Level yourself. Ping, or whatever it is. I believe it's oh. ding! Oh, it's ding? Or is it, are you not sure it's not ching? Beep, beep, beep. No. You guys Pretty don't feel it. <laughs> Pretty sure it's not Ching, actually. Hey, no, let's do hit die roll off now. Oh, yeah. hit die. My hit die is this on the is button. So You're that D10? Yeah. I'm going to take yours. Seven. Nice. That's yeah. a lot better than the three I rolled. Yeah. Oh, no. I'm not the sex number anymore. No. Oh, take mine. What'd you get? Five. I also got five. Great hey. <laughs> so well in this fucking yeah. game. Uh, all right, Jacko, give me, give me that shit. What are you, a D8? Yeah, D8, yeah. Uh, I got I got a six. I'm gonna take mine. All right, very good, very good. I got a one, so well advised. <laughs> what does that put you on? Sixty-two. Do you have more oh, than Jody nice. yet? Jacko. Uh, sixty-six, my friend. Oh, nice, 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 nice. Okay, yeah. Ooh. What do you get, Don Khan? I get ability score improvement. Wow, that's really not that exciting. Are you gonna take a feat, or are you gonna take those bonus points? I want to take a feat just to you know make it funky. But yeah. what the fuck is worth taking? You did take feats the last couple times. You know, you could bump your strength yeah. score from 16 to 18. Could I be could. good. What if I take Inspiring Leader? Oh, what does that do? I can spend 10 oh, minutes man, inspiring the acting role of a lifetime. showing up the resolve to fight. When you do so, choose up to six <laughs> friendly creatures. Each creature can gain temporary hit points equal to your level plus charisma modifier. Jack, are you still laughing at your own joke? <laughs> yeah, I am. And your charisma is not terrible, is it? It's flat. Zero. So, yeah. it's probably not a great one. Yeah, it's not great. What about Mage just... Slayer? <sighs> Mage Slayer is cool. Maybe I should take Mounted Combatant by a horse and just refuse to get off it. <laughs> that would be pretty funny. Should I do it, guys? Should I make no. Dungan a mounted knife? No. Just ride around on it all the time. Yeah. That would be fun. Alright, so what are you going to do? You're taking a feat? You're doing an ability score? Well, I feel like if I'd won the strength contest at the end of last episode by more, maybe I would have <laughs> properly wooed the dwarven lady. Rather so. than killing her. Yeah, I was strong enough to kill her, not strong enough to win her life. <laughs> oh, isn't that the true message of The Incredibles? Is, you know, you can, you can be strong enough to kill bad guys, but, but not strong enough to hold your family together. Also, didn't I kill her? She yeah. did. She bled out. Yeah. <laughs> Got her. Got her. Alright, so you, you, did you say you're going to take a strength increase? Yeah, I'm going to take a strength increase. Two points in strength, bump him up to 18. Yeah. Nice, so Duncan hits harder and also better. What happens to Druzzy at this level? Pretty much nothing. Do you get spell slots and anything? Uh, yep, I get uh, another spell slot. I get to learn a new spell. Does it go up to a higher level? No. Oh, no. still just level three? Yeah. I'm thinking I might take Ice Storm. Yeah, oh, fuck yeah, yeah. Ice Storm, because you got that bonus yeah, ice yeah, damage. Yeah. yeah, 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 nice, from your Draconic Not Ancestry. Bad. Yeah, Ice Storm's a good spell. Mix up the damage types. And what does ability score improvement mean? Okay, yeah, dude. Uh, you get an ability score improvement, which means you can take a feat, or you can spend two, like points in your ability scores. One in two different scores or two into one score. What's your charisma at? 18. You could push it up to 20. <laughs> yeah, you could max it out. Which is the maximum charisma. Oh, you should You could become I? the most charismatic lady on the planet. That's quite fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll just chuck two extra points on charisma. Nice, nice. So you take Ice Storm, gain some spell slots, and do you, you get any um, meta magic features? No? No. Nah. Mm, no more font of magic? No more sorcery points? 
Yeah, I get one more sorcery. One sorcery point spell slot. Nice, nice, nice. And yeah, charisma goes up to 20. So now Duncan is stronger and Druzzy is more charming. And remember, Which means we're both better at our philosophical viewpoint of fucking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I think I cut that discussion from the episode. Yeah. Does oh, really? remember if I left that in? I don't know. I think you so. did, actually. You did. Um, either way, it's a it's a convenient segue into Jody because you know that boy's bumping up his decks. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Um, hey, and, and remember, you've got that cool pendant on Gracie that gives you plus one on non-combat charisma checks. That's right. Yeah. So don't don't forget about the yeah. existence of that. So, all right. Uh, so so Drazi, Sorry. So so Jody is just bumping up his decks. To, to what is it now? Twenty. So that's oh, a man. sweet plus five index. And because of my unarmed uh, or wh- whatever the theme is called. I can't remember what it's called exactly. Actually, sorry, let, let me find it real quick. Mate, if your um, feet are unarmored, put some shoes on. <laughs> we don't all have hobbit feet. Because of my unarmored defense, my AC equals 10 plus my dex and wisdom modifier, so my AC is now 18 as well, which is pretty convenient. <gasps> Fuck you. <gasps> you can target broken. him now. <laughs> you can target him now, Ben. You don't need to target me anymore. Oh, Jesus. Your what is 18? AC. AC. Oh my gosh. Yeah, fuck me. Okay, neat. And what's yours, Josie? It's 13 it's plus 13. your dex. Is your dex zero? Yeah. Yeah, nice. Hey, if you bump your dex up, your AC goes up, so consider yeah. that. 18? This how you do me, Jody? This how you do me? <laughs> it also means my acrobatics is like plus eight now, which is like yeah. really exciting. So should we just assume unless otherwise specified at any given moment, Jody is doing a flip? Of course, Benjamin. I thought you'd never ask. And he's always walking around just flipping. Like like if you played an elf on World of Warcraft and you hit like jump a lot of times, like every like eighth jump or something, the character would do like a flip roll in midair. Man, th- th- and there it is. That's the, that's the reference for the episode. <laughs> <laughs> So you can just like walk around Ironforge like holding space bar and your character would just be like flipping through the air every now and again. Oh, Hell good yeah, times. Dude. Guys, I'm plus nine on non-combat charisma now. Yeah, that's pretty wild. Okay, so here we are. You guys are leveled up. You're standing yes. in the great hall of the Monastery of Espera. Jody, before we proceed, I have some questions for you. Okay. How did Jody come to Espera? How old was he when it happened? Jody was actually found by the monastery at Aspera when he was about two years old, essentially. Oh, does he know where he was found? No. Yeah, but b- basically, um, he was like brought in. Uh, like a lot of refugees used to come through Aspera. Uh, es- I think Jody was one of them. So he, he doesn't really know where he originally came from. I guess probably the near Carthen, Spain. But um, <laughs> <laughs> Cis- uh, Cisalpine Gaul. Yeah, yeah, but, 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 basi- yeah. but basically, like his earliest memories are of growing up in the monastery. Okay, cool. Uh, I'm gonna say all of Jody's earliest memories contain something that is now noticeably absent, which is throughout your entire childhood uh, and adolescence in Espera, you would have noticed and known it to be a, a well-known aspect of the monastery that the air seemed to be sort of almost like imbued with with some kind of power. People from around would come there because it was renowned for having, I guess what most people probably interpreted as just this nice, clean, crisp, invigorating air. But as you take a few breaths in the monastery now, you realise that the air is dead and still and lacking that feeling that you've missed since you left. Hmm. Do you reckon it'd be like coming back to Perth and there's no fluoride in the tap water anymore? <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah. it's exactly like that, you know? Oh, man, can you can you taste fluoride in the tap water? I can't, but I've been told by foreigners that you can. 
Do they even have ovaries? No, they don't. Yeah. Really? It's like WA specific. All the people on my course are like, your wood is disgusting. I'm like, no, your wood is disgusting. Yeah. Fucks. Are you serious? Sorry, is there not fluoride in the water of the East? Yeah, no, dude, your teeth are going to fall out. Yeah. Oh, brush no. Them, dude. Make sure they're flossing. Yeah, Jesus. Okay. Um, okay, so I would say Jody grew up in the monastery of Espera during the reign of Grandmaster Talitha, who was... Now, we've talked about this a little bit before. You'd say Espera is predominantly a cleric monastery, but there are also some monks? Yeah, ba- basically. It was sort of people, like, a-, a lot of people that had been sort of, like, done a lot of travelling and had sort of found a place to... S- like, a place to settle, essentially, and to to help. And I think a lot of Jody's sense of good and right in the world came from that place and those people of trying to do what you can to make things better. Um, and a lot of that came through, like, healing as well. Um, so there were, like, a, yeah. a predominant amount of clerics. Yeah, yeah. I, I think this place was definitely known for healing. There were lots of clerics. People from the war, like, veterans from the war who'd sort of retired mm. from their campaigns with long-term injuries were known to sort of travel here in part because of the reputation of this, like, clean, sort of almost magical air that would aid people with recovery and also the, the skill of the clerics at the monastery. So there's a little bit of an introduction to things. I think we'll we'll see where you guys go and, and what kind of things we see. Uh, right now you're standing in the Grand Hall. Jody, you would know beyond the Grand Hall is the courtyard and several buildings around the courtyard, but you also know that you've just come up out of a staircase out of the basement behind the stage, a place you were never allowed to go before, and maybe now you know why. I, I think Jody turns to his friend friends and is like, when I was growing up here, this place was forbidden. We weren't allowed to uh, head back here and see, and it was often a, a point of some interest, I guess, amongst me and the other children, but um, I guess we know, I guess we know why. I think it would be fruitful for us to search around here. Perhaps there is more to be found about the web. Or I would say it doesn't take long of you looking, and you probably knew this as a child. There's another place you weren't allowed to go. There are two locked doors behind this curtain. There's the one that you've just gone down, and there's one that goes up. Because you would know at the back of this sort of grand hall of the monastery is a tower that was only... The only people who were allowed to enter this tower were the Enclave, who were the like select inner ring of clerics and monks at the monastery here who you could only be admitted to uh, after you'd reached the age of 16. And even then, it was a small proportion of them. Hmm. Does that all track with you? Yeah, I think Jody probably sort of uh, infers that to his friends and is sort of like, you know, I I always wanted to know what was behind this door. I just, um, I wish it was different circumstances, you know? Well, if you have to be on Clave to uh, go through there, then uh, call me Clave and climb on. I think Jody just sort of like chuckles and he's he's obviously a bit sort of like in the moment a bit and kind of a, a bit forlorn and sad, but like that gets through to him a bit. That was so silly. Uh, yeah, okay. That That's a very nice moment from Duncan. Um, I think it, it doesn't take too long of rummaging around in these corpses to find the key. Uh, so you think you, you go up there first before exploring any of the rest of the monastery? While, while we're here, yeah. Upstairs. Yeah, cool. Okay, so you unlock this door and you find a winding stone staircase heading up this tower. And you probably realise, Jody, that this is like the tower the, that the Enclave allowed access to, where the, the senior monks and clerics stayed. You, As you travel up the stairs, you see sort of a, a very small sort of private library, a small sitting area uh, coming off this staircase. You see a few quarters. You walk past Grandmaster Talitha's quarters. And as you walk up the stairs, it's almost impossible to avoid the pitting and gouge marks and magical damage permeating this staircase. You 
can infer and indeed would assume that the Enclave fought the invaders here to the grim death. And that's that, that story is writ on the walls and stairs. And by the time you reach the top, you find a large, very heavy copper door, which has been blown inwards with magical force. And it's lying on its back on the floor of the room at the top of this tower. And as you walk into this room, the first thing you would notice is it sort of extends upwards cylindrically, and then after maybe 30 feet, the roof sort of domes off. And running up the centre of this room is a large copper thin pillar, probably like sort of the width of two hands made into a circle around, running from the floor up into the ceiling. And... Is that a meme at the moment? What, a circle? Made with your hands? I don't know, man. I keep seeing images about Like a whopper? (laughs) (laughs) Those old TV ads? Yeah, nice. (laughs) This pillar of copper extends up into the dome ceiling where it meets the ceiling. And you would know, Jody, from your youth, from looking at this building from the outside, there's like a a sphere of copper on top of this building. So you you infer that it's probably like the, the tip of this point. In this room, there's sort of a few couches, a few tables, windows that allow you to look out in all directions. We'll discuss those in a moment. And most relevantly, there is like a a staircase that winds up around the wall up to sort of the top of this dome where you can see there's a walkway extending out from the staircase to meet the pillar in the center. If you look out the windows, you would find that the windows off to the left and the right of the room, you can see show the monastery extending and then the edge of the cliffs that this monastery sits on the peninsula of heading out to sea. You can see the sea in those directions and ahead of you, the window directly in front of you as you walk in the door shows the courtyard and the other buildings that make up the monastery. Um, I think, yeah, Jody probably heads out to the window towards the left and then sees if he can spot uh, the, the great tree. Indeed he can. Uh, off to the left beyond what Jody knows was the dormitory building, there is, of course, the walled glade where the monks used to meditate. And I think Jody remembers, at this point, many fond days in his youth spent sitting in that glade, studying, meditating, and talking to Tress. Hmm. I think this is... Um, I think, as we can see, I think this is where they, where they fought them. Is there, is there a sense that something was taken from this tower at all? Why don't you guys do some investigating? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, can I look for treasure? You can look for treasure? Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead and take a perception check, Drazi, as you look around the room. If you want to look for loot to win, I'm going to look for dragons to influence. <laughs> nice. Ah, oh, fuck. Uh, just a 12. Just a 12? Okay. You cast your eyes around this room and don't see anything of too much value. You see a couple of bookcases. It's all reasonably Spartan living. But you will know, like, this isn't something you even need a perception roll to see. You all see this on entry. Above the window that leads down onto the, the great courtyard, you see a plaque. A copper plaque, which appears to have grown rusty with without proper care. And it reads two lines. Preserve the relics. Defend them from the outside world at all costs. And I would say, upon seeing this copper plate, a few things happen. First of all, Jody, you recognise that this isn't something that you were taught in your time here. This isn't like some mantra that the, the monks and clerics imparted upon the younger generation. This is like something secret for those of the Enclave who are allowed up here. And upon seeing those very words, Drasilia has yet another vision. In this vision, Drasilia sees the rear of a figure. Drasilia's standing exactly where she's standing now, but 
The door hasn't been kicked in onto the floor, and indeed the copper plaque above the opposite window is not present. And there's a man standing at that window, directly opposite, leaning out it, holding a glass of wine in one hand, and regarding the courtyard below. You can't see his front or his face or any of his features. <laughs> so he just made like an ass grabbing motion. <laughs> 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 Literally, like, you start the vision and you can see the rear. Yeah, you and then, like, can a see board that fat anus. <laughs> uh, the rear of a man. And you see him sigh and lean on the window as he looks out. And then the vision's over. Is there a great sense of sadness? There then? is. There is. There is, Gracie. There is a sense of deep sadness in this vision as well. And now Josie's back in the room. Fuck. <laughs> 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 what? What, Josie? What? I just don't know what to make of it. Do you relate to the others? Or do you keep it onto yourself after the reception of the last vision? <laughs> yeah, fuck them. I keep it to myself. <laughs> okay. Should we look up the stairs? I, yeah, I think so. Do any of the books contain any pertinent information? A lot of the books... So, all right, why don't we split this up then? Do, do, do Duncan and Jody go up the, the staircase? That and... sounds like our Jodas operandi. Sure <laughs> <laughs> does. And, 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 and Juzzy has a, has a paw through the bookshelves. And so as you guys walk up the stairs, I'll say, Juzzy, do an investigation check for me. Oh, oh. it's a 21! Oh, oh, nice! Okay. Oh, no, it's not. Investigation is intelligence. It's an 18. Oh, okay, okay. 18's still pretty good. There's a lot of books about Aramond, and there's a lot of books about older and different gods. But with that very good investigation check while you're pouring through the shelves, you find an old tome written in this ancient Elvish that you've seen a couple of times now. And you're probably surprised to find it there, because this seems to be like the library of some clerics and monks in a monastery, not like an old Sinate thing. But you do find this book. It doesn't have a title. It's... Ooh. Untitled, unmastered. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Kendrick Lamar joint. Yeah. <laughs> Upon uh, a quick flick through the pages, you would see it kind of looks like a journal. And you can't really read it that well. So we'll come back to that later. Yeah. And let's press up the stairs, shall we? So as you guys walk up the staircase that rings this cylinder and domed roof, you quickly come to that little sort of um, walkway that I said that, that heads out towards the pillar in the middle. And as you walk along that walkway and over to the pillar, you see that there is a recess in the pillar. A small recess. Is there a lunch too? Yeah, dude. There's a meal <laughs> waiting for you right there. There's, um, there's a small recess in the pillar, which you probably don't take too long to puzzle out. Looks like it might fit a piece type shape in it pretty well. Oh. Uh, I think Jody uh, reaches into his like backpack and like grabs out... Uh, the piece and tries to fit it in it slots in with an audible click you feel a very subtle gentle nearly imperceptible vibration beginning within the pillar quickly you feel that vibration spreading first into the air around the pillar then out through your own bodies then out through the walls it's so subtle that after a few moments you've already grown accustomed to it and begun to tune it out but you do notice jody when you take your next breath that that feeling of the clean, crisp air that you remember from your youth, it's back. How to Win Loot and Influence Dragons is a production of the Curio Network and hosted by Thomas Owen, Grace Chapel, Ben McAllister, and Jackson Newsett. Editing by Ben McAllister. 
You can find details of all the music in the show notes. We've got other content on Curio, such as Odds and Ends, where Grace talks with people about the mementos they've kept and the stories behind them, or still interested, where we look at film and TV that has been rebooted or remade and try to figure out why they thought it was a good idea. Check it all out at curionetwork.com.